0: Assurance of Pardon is sponsored by Logos Bible Software, the most advanced Bible study tool for both ministers and laypeople. Available on iOS and Android for phones and tablets, as well as on your Windows or Mac computer or laptop. Get the most of your time in the Scriptures with Logos Bible Software. For more information and 15% off your next Logos package plus five free eBooks, visit AssuranceofPardon.com/Logos. Now on with the show. Welcome to Assurance Apart, a podcast about the gospel, the Bible, the church, what it all means, and why it all matters. I'm Scott Davis, pastor of Hope Presbyterian Church
1: in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And I'm Gage Jordan, assistant pastor of Youth and Families at First Presbyterian Church in Dyersburg, in Dyersburg, Tennessee. Awesome,
0: Gage. Hey, we are here in our... We're, we're, we're dropping this episode a little late because life, uh, things, busy stuff, being a pastor and a podcaster and a dad and a husband is uh, a lot of work, but here we are in episode four of season four in our series on ecclesiology. But before we get into that, today's episode is sponsored by Logos Bible Software. Logos Bible Software is a super helpful tool Gage and I use every single week. I probably use it every single day. Um, And it is just an amazingly great tool that can be as big or as little as you want it to be. You can use it just... For um, just for r- reading your commentaries, but you can build you can build graphics for your social media. You can um, do word studies. Uh, Gage, what's what's a f- function of Logos Bible Software that you would like to tell folks about?
1: I mean, I think the biggest thing for me, um, there are different guides that you can use, right? So there's a, a passage guide or an exegetical guide or a topical guide. And the, the beauty in, in that is when you you plug in the passage that you're looking at, let's say you're going to use the exegetical guide. Well, then it's going to give you all the, the resources n- needed to uh, really get into that text, either through the the words, right? So if you're in the New Testament, it's going to break it, break all the, the verses that you're looking at down in the Greek. Um, and that way you can kind of quickly translate what you're doing and see kind of the, the nuance of how the word is used and how it's used in other verses and things like that. It also is going to give you all the commentaries and kind of a list. So you can click right there on on what you uh, want um, and pull pull that right up. And you don't have to try to like find the right page and scroll down and all the good stuff, it pulls it right, right into, into what you're needing. I use that function every single time I'm prepping for a sermon, uh, but it, it would be good for even um, the lay person who isn't prepping for a sermon that's just wanting to um, enhance their Bible study.
0: And our listeners, thanks to our friends at Logos Bible Software, our listeners can get a discount on Assurance on Logos Bible Software by going to assuranceofpardon.com slash logos. And there's some special offers there and discounts that are available for our listeners. So be sure and check them out. We are super glad to have them as our sponsor. Well, Gage, we are here. We are talking about ecclesiology and we're going to, uh, I want to first, I want to bring up uh, a buzzword that entered into the lexicon in the church, in churchianity, uh, probably in the last 10 or 15 years. And it's, and we're going to probably throw our listeners for a loop here because. We don't necessarily, um, I think we see that we we come at this differently. So you and I are going to, I'm going to give the, I'm going to, we have a point counterpoint here and, and let our, our listeners decide what they think. Maybe, maybe they'll agree with both of us. Maybe they'll agree with one of us. And um, so we'll see, but um, here is the phrase that I bristle at, I would say, I I don't want to use. Um, and you can give you give it a defense for it. And the phrase that has entered the lexicon is the phrase vision casting. And typically, the way that now that phrase comes from the corporate world where mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a CEO might get up in a boardroom and cast a vision for where he sees this company going uh, mm-hmm. and what what he thinks that's going to look like the, which which is is obviously perfectly fine right that's what a ceo does and a business can do whatever it wants to do um when we when we bring that language of vision casting into the 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 church world or the church planting world Sometimes, what it is, is the pastor gets up and says, Hey, everybody at r- Relevant Church or uh, Oasis Church or whatever kind of new sounding, uh, cool phrase, whatever at our church, here's the vision God has given us. Here's what we want to do as a church because mm-hmm. this is the vision God has given us. Right. Um, the reason I kind of bristle at that is because it suggests that maybe God has in mind these sort of boutique churches. Like Uh This church is to do these things, and this church is to do these things. When the truth is, in my opinion, what a minister, what the elders, what the deacons, what the church officers should say to the congregation is not, here's the vision of church that God has downloaded into our brain that's specific for us. Rather, we should say, here's what we, the leaders of this church, are convinced from the pages of Scripture that all churches should do. So we're not doing this because we think this is unique for us. We're doing this because we're convinced this is what all churches are called to do, and that is a word and sacrament and the, the means of grace that God has given. So that's that's my... Uh, bristling at vision casting. And the the worst example of it, of course, we were talking about this before we started recording is a, a coloring sheet from elevation church in, I guess, North Carolina that sort of made its way out onto Mm -hmm. the internet. it's a coloring sheet that kids are given to color on during the service. And it has a picture of uh, their pastor, uh, and it says unity, and then under that it says, we are united under the visionary, and has a, a verse from Romans 13. But then at the bottom it says, Elevation Church is built on the vision God gave Pastor Stephen. We will protect our unity in supporting his vision. Now, uh, no matter what you think about vision casting, you find that pretty creepy. Yeah. That's, that's,
1: cultic. Like, let's just call it what it is, right? Absolutely. Like that's, that's straight up cultic. Um, One, you're misapplying a verse in Romans 13 to apply to Stephen Frederick's vision instead of governing authorities Um, and uh, us living um, under the governing authorities that, that God has placed, right? Um, So you're, you're misapplying the text to make your argument, right? This also happens with, um, I believe it is, I think it's Proverbs. Don't I'll have to to look it up and put it in the show notes to make sure we're right. But the, you'll hear, you know, without a vision, the people will perish. Right. Um, and so, um, that will also get used as the platform to then say, well, the leadership of the church thinks we should move in this direction for whatever it is, and you can't question it,
0: or right? you perish.
1: Yeah, because yeah, because you know, at the end of the day, that's Mormonism, Patrick. Like that's that's how, that's how Mormonism works, right? Like that's that's how that works. You you have Joseph Smith and and his uh, descendants and 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 you know predecessors and all that, um, getting this vision, these golden plates, so to speak, from God. Um, And this is this is how this should go. And then you can't question it. Right. It's the it's the church leadership equivalent of the uh, Bible college breakup. Right. I went to an under undergrad um, Baptist college and all the time guys and girls would break up and and this line would be given. Well, I just feel like Jesus is telling me to break up. right? Right. Because at that point, like, what are you supposed to say? oh, well, I think Jesus is wrong. I mean, you can't say that, right? Like it's, it's the, it's the checkmate um, of breakups, right? It's the, it's the evangelical version of it's not you, it's me. Right. And so in that particular case, people like Stephen Furtick to use this coloring sheet. um, And now all the way down to the indoctrination of the kids, they have to follow whatever vision God has given Stephen Furtick, and that—that's cultic. That's wrong. That's demonic. That's sinful. All day, every day, no, no questions.
0: Yeah, because uh, it ma- it makes your decisions unimpeachable. Like, well, yeah. you can't. Are you going to question what God has told me? He didn't tell it to you. He told it to me. So, right. get in line, straighten up, and fly right, or you're out of here. Yeah. Uh, because who are you to question what God has personally shared with me?
1: Right, and there's a lot of leadership structures in the church like that, they're abusive. Right. And, and if you talk to people who are uh, de-churched, right, they've left the church. Um, Some of them have been a part of these churches. And this is the, this is the story that they'll tell is that it felt like they never could come to their pastor and say, man, I just don't know. I've had kids in my student ministry the past couple of weeks come to me and go, Hey, I don't, you said this really hard thing. Right. Cause we're studying Reformed theology and Reformed theology is hard. Right. You said this really hard thing and I don't know about it. Right. If, if I looked at them and were like, well, I'm the pastor and you're not and you're questioning, you're questioning God's apostle or God's, <laughs> God's visionary. Um, that would be abusive. That's, that's not the way we do things. But then again, it go- goes back to what you were saying, Scott, about, um, this is what happens when we get outside of, understanding what the mission of the church is. Right. Right. What's the purpose of the church. It also gets uh, involved when we get away from what we're doing in the worship service, right? We're, we're doing word prayer and sacrament. These are the means of grace. This is what we're supposed to be doing week in and week out when you're trying to be more relevant or you're trying to, you know, set yourself aside as the biker church, the cowboy church, the you know church for millennials, the, the Gen Z church, whatever it is, tattoo you, church, yeah, whatever it is, then you have to do these things because you're not going to find an argument for that in, in the scriptures. Sixty six books, two testaments, forty different authors, not going to find it. Um, so that absolutely all day, every day is problematic because it's it's come from this idea that we're we've seen, and it may be an American only problem. We've got. Uh, brothers and sisters overseas in England and Australia and and other areas that have messaged us. um, Tell us if this is something you're seeing in your, your context. Um, But we've seen this over the years play out in, in American church, right? It it was the rise of the corporations that led to uh, churches getting away from a uh, elder led structure that we find in the scriptures to a CEO board format, right? You got, you got staff and then you've got, maybe you start to treat the deacons like a board of directors that, that have to either approve or check uh, the pastor. Um, And you saw that structure. You've seen how with the rise of the entrepreneur uh, in some senses, you can almost draw, and this isn't always true. We've got brothers at church plant that we love dearly, but you've seen in some sense, uh, church planning becomes more sexy because the ride, rise of, of startups has become more sexy, right? And I, I worked for a startup for three years, right? I'm not anti startup at, at all. But, like, um, in those things, you start to see how the church, global, gets their, or maybe just American, gets their uh, cues from what's going on in the corporate world that seems to be effective, right? Um, and so then they bring in these buzzwords. Um, and and I, is, is that what your? am I understanding you? Is that your beef with that? Yeah, that,
0: that's my beef. My, my beef is is the idea of, of the church elders having a, the church elders, the pastor, the leaders of the church saying, we have a particular vision for this particular church that God has given us. And that we think this church is called to Mm -hmm. rather that, which is not the way that we in scripture, not the, first of all, it suggests that everything that we need to know about what the church is to do, we don't have already. Whereas Mm -hmm. as reformed Christians, we would say the Bible is the only infallible rule for faith and practice. So everything we need to know about, about what, what the church does and doesn't do is in the pages of scripture. So I'm, I'm, I'm bristling against this idea that God gives particular visions to particular churches. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not how, uh, that's not, that's not a biblical idea rather that's, uh, that borders on cultic if, if that's what you're doing. And so rather than saying, here's what we're about at city church, here's what we're about at life church or whatever you want to rather than saying that here's what the Bible says the church is to do full stop. Yep. Now you've got, you want to push back on how implementation is, is right. Cause we're on the same page. I think on all of that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Cause I think even at some level and we could have a whole episode on this concept, but at some level th- this even gets into the conversation of revelation, right? Like um, as, as Presbyterians, there are brothers that, that, take exception to this in our tribe but for the mo- most part by and large we we take a, a cessationist view on the gifts right that the miraculous gifts ceased with the the end of the canon and part of those arguments with guys like old palmer robinson who writes wrote, wrote the book the final word uh, we we get it because we say okay revelation had a specific purpose and revelation stopped at the in- end of the canon. Like, that's the revelation that we have from God. So when you get into this concept of, uh, well, the pastor, you know, God has given the pastor a vision, what, you, what the underlying tone of what you're actually saying is, he's got fresh revelation, mm-hmm. right? And that that's red flags should go off. Ding, 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 ding. That's a problem. Here's where I think I would push back a little bit. I, I don't want us to just be cranky reform guys, right? That that it's easy to slam dunk on the non-denominationals, which really just Baptists with good websites. But like, it's easy to dunk on those guys for using buzzwords like vision casting or synergy or cohort or whatever the case may be, right? It's easy to dunk on them and be cranky and go, well, we've done it this way for 500 years. Aren't we better than you? At some level though, First Prez Dyersburg has a vision statement, right? We have a mission statement and it's not, I'll read it for you. It's not that we think that we're doing something different than any other church. It's just helping explaining who we are and what we're doing. So let me, let me read this for you. So you'll, when you come to my church, you're going to get a worship folder, right? You're going to get an order of worship, a bulletin, if you will. Uh, I had I had a brother come to me after service one day and said, I can tell you used to be Baptist. You still refer to the, the order of worship as a bulletin. I didn't know that was a thing, but um, in know. that you'll see, you, you see our logo and in the logo is our mission statement, simple church, simply Christ. And we, and we explain that in our membership classes, right? At, at, The short version of of a detailed class discussion is where it means a grace church, right? Um, And then the vision statement, quote unquote, is FPC is a gospel community, communing with God, connecting with people, and communicating grace and hope to magnify Christ in Dyersburg and beyond. That's just a simple statement to say, hey, we're trying to fulfill the Great Commission, right? We want to make disciples Um, we want to, um, you know, do those things. Um, and this is how we're going to, going to make disciples. This is what that means. Um, we don't think we're doing something different. We're not trying to do anything different. Um, this isn't a, a fresh vision from Bill and Gage and the session. Um, this is just a way for us to communicate what it looks like to implement making disciples in our church. Right. And so I think it's easy to dunk on the, on the buzzword, but then you got to ask the question, okay, if we believe God has given the church a specific mission and a specific vision, how are you going to communicate that to your congregation? Are you going to do small groups? Are you going to do Sunday school? Are you going to do catechism? Are you going to just do Bible studies and go verse by verse um, on Sundays? Is is it Sunday only? Is it morning service and evening service? Is are there going to be student ministries? Are there going to be college ministries? Like there's there's freedom by which that get happens, right? Because I, I know, brother. There's all across our denomination that do it a number of different ways some guys do parish groups based off of uh, what neighborhoods uh, people live, live in that, that go to church um, Michael my be- best friend that pastors in Mississippi goes and catechizes families right uh, throughout the week uh, I know folks that do small groups right I, my my job is literally, Assistant Pastor of Youth and Families, so I'm I'm actually in charge of helping disciple the students and, and work with their parents in order to help disciple them in the church and figure out what that looks like. Um, so there's freedom as to how that happens. My my only pushback, Scott, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with your premise and your perspective at all. I would cosign that completely my only pushback is let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater on a word that simply means giving people direction. Because at the end of the day, if I want my church to be um, better at making disciples, if I want them to be more evangelistic, if I want them to understand what they believe and why they believe it, at some level, as a leader, and any leader worth their salt, they're going to have to stand up in front of people and go, "Hey, here's how we're going to get there, right? We're going to do X, Y, and Z to do that, um, and that's vision casting, right? At, 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 its, at its core level."
0: Yeah, I, I think I think what what you're and, and by the way, um, I, I've got a copy of your bulletin right here. See, got it right. Nice. Here. I keep it. I keep it framed by my desk. Uh, um. I think FPC is a gospel community, community, communing with God, connecting with people, and communicating grace and hope to magnify Christ in Dyersburg and beyond. Right. The beauty of that statement, Gage, is that that's actually, that should be the, 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 the coalescing phrase for every church. Hope Church, right. Hope Church Hot Springs is a, Gospel community, communicate, community with God, connecting with people and communicating grace and hope to magnify Christ in hot springs and beyond, right? So, amen. so, so that's not a, a unique vision God has given to, to you guys.
1: No, it's that's, just a one sentence summary of the great commission.
0: Amen. Amen. So I think, I guess my, my worry with the phrase visioneering, visioneering is it suggests that the, the, the decisions that the elders have made are somehow a downloaded through you know Superman's Fortress of Solitude, where he goes, and, <laughs> right? He goes and and gets this unique vision, and then he scatters out into the rest right. of his church. Um, and rather than the the truth is that the way that elders make decisions about, uh, you know, we've decided we're not going to do we're not going to do um, Sunday school year round. We're going to do it in seasons, right? We've decided that we're our youth is going to just meet once a month. We've decided that we're going um, to give. Those are not unimpeachable, infallible decisions. They're just right. decisions that our governing elders have made because they practically make sense in the context that we're in. Mm-hmm. But it's not a I think what I think I worry with the phrase a vision is it is to the uninformed, unless you spend lots of time unpacking it, it sounds as though God has has placed this before the the pastor or before the elders it, it's a vision he has given us now what you're saying is no this is a a vision that the minister and the elders give to the congregation I guess mm-hmm. the, the the word vision is a little too new agey for for my taste sure. because yeah because I mean, want I don't want somebody yeah. to think I don't want somebody to think that our decision about how many nights a week we're gonna meet. Or our decision about Mm. even how many how many days a month we're going to take the Lord's Supper. I don't want anybody to think that that's an infallible decision from on high that God Mm -hmm. has given to us, and we're calling you to just comply with. Because who are you to question the vision God has given us? So,
1: yeah, Amen. um, I literally am just saying, at some point, you got to give people direction on how to get get somewhere. Right? Like point blank period if you want to call it a vision, if you want to call it, Hey, this is, these are the directions of the church. These are the, this is the steps one, two, three, four. If you want to call it, uh, Hey, we're going to do a membership class. So you understand the introduction to, to FPC whatever you want to call it. That's fine. If you don't like vision, use another word, brother. There's there's get a thesaurus and, and, and figure out what you want to do um, at some level though a leader has to lead a leader has to tell people just like Paul did follow me as I'm following Christ, right? Like that, that's all he did. Like, Hey, I'm going to do this. You should follow me. And then he told Timothy, Hey, the things that I've told you in the presence of many witnesses and trust also to faithful men who are able to teach others. Also that that's a vision, right? Like that, that's, he's, t- he's giving direction on how that that should happen. So I don't want us to get so semantical and so cranky on a phrase that we, Um, have to try to say it a different way that actually is not as clear and not as helpful, but because we're, we're anti this word, right? Um, You know, the the other side of that, and and you get into the cultural personality piece, right? There are guys over the years that we have um, learned from right? The Driscoll's of the world, the, the MacArthur's of the world, the, the celebrity pastors, right. That their Carl Truman always, um, is complaining about, but like we've learned from those guys over the years and we've seen that d- gone we- done well. Right. And then we've seen in this concept here, this, this vision casting, um, directive, we've seen what's happened when you can't question the leader. Right. And I think that that actually is at the root of some of what what we're getting into here, Um, because then the leader starts doing some things that has people going. Is that is that helpful? Is that dangerous? Right. And we've seen that kind of manifest itself. We've seen leadership implode uh, on itself because they've been put on such a pedestal they that they can't ever fail and they can't ever be questioned and when they start to do that they react in anger that's sinful right amen we we've also seen what happens when you lead in such a way and people can't question you and now you start to do things that are super dangerous right um and i know there's different opinions about uh how much that that plays out so I'll, I'll i'll keep that vague on purpose right but um that gets into this vision casting discussion. When you cult a personality uh, pedestal, the dude talking, then that's when you get the color and shape.
0: Well, hey, there's our there's our twenty minutes of rambling on vision casting. I hope it was <laughs> fruitful. I hope it. Yes. I hope it was. Uh, I hope you were able to, to understand. Uh, uh my concerns i hope you were able to understand gage's uh um concerns as well uh we are we are brothers we don't fight about much and uh this is not yeah. a fight but just a uh, a a difference in terminology and and sure. making sure that people understand what we mean when we say what we're saying so we will probably because this comes down to um how churches are governed how they are led and where we get our authority to do what we do. Uh, I would imagine this is a topic we'll come back to again and again. uh, throughout throughout this series but uh we've got we have some other exciting topics to talk about in our ecclesiology series so stay tuned for that if this episode has been helpful or encouraging first of all share it with a friend um uh, send a, share the episode with a friend let them know about it uh, like uh, review and subscribe that is one of the ways that it when you when you review Uh, the podcast in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts that really helps get the message out because Apple and the other podcast uh, apps use those positive reviews to raise it in the ranking into the new and noteworthy category. Things get into the new and noteworthy category because they're getting lots of subscriptions and because they're getting lots of reviews. So if this episode has been helpful for you, then um, like rate and review and subscribe. So that would be super helpful. Um, Also, don't forget to check out our sponsor Logos Bible Software by visiting uh, the link from our website, com slash Logos.
1: Until next time, this is Assurance of Pardon.
0: God bless.